Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello and welcome to this, another edition of Saturday Draft Live here on Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I'm Stephen Wilson and this week I'm joined by one half of Ayrshire's favourite, Pair of fannies. I'm joined by Jack Graham. Jack, how are you? We may not be Ayrshire's favourite pair of fannies, but out of the pair of fannies from Ayrshire and easily to the picture tweet, I, I definitely think I'm the favourite. So there's a, there's a win somewhere in that, you know what I mean? Well, um, we've all seen how Ryan's fashion is in his exuberance. So it's, it's it'd be like saying, who's your favourite between me and Dave? You know, it's it's not really. Oh yeah, it's, it's it's an unfair contest. Sorry, I really I feel like sometimes I'm quite harsh to Dave, but he's an easy target. Easy target takes it on the chin. You know, one day he's just gonna actually, he's just gonna kill us all. No snap. Uh, uh, the podcast will cease to exist when Dave snaps. We, we had we all had a bit of fear from Dave when we were down at Manchester from a stag do. Up with the guns, the man was a machine. It was just he like was on it, man. Oh, it was all that man. It's just gonna, it's just the fear one day. But we digress. We digress. Uh, after last week's uh, transfer uh, extravaganza, we are back this week to talk about the points and the scoring from the first week after the window. Uh, before we get started, just the usual housekeeping. Uh, follow us social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's Suplex Retweet. First time listening to us, hit the subscribe button down below. You can get all our content that comes out every week, uh, and you can also listen to our back catalogue, which is full to the brim of shows. Uh, I believe it's now over. So we're now nearly 700 shows on the back catalogue, so plenty to get your teeth into if you enjoy wrestling or just a bunch of guys and gals talking absolute garbage. Uh, right, so Jack, you'd think after a week of trading and transferring, we'd see some new faces on our top three of the week this week. Sadly, you're mistaken. As <laughs> all the people we're going to see are people who have been on teams for a while now, uh, starting with joint third this week and their joint third because they are both one half respectively of the undisputed now women's tag team champions we have Ronda Rousey from my team and Shayna Baszler from Andy Mitchell's team uh, two picks I think that were slow burners to start with but could be quite important as we go into the second half of the season yeah I think when the the trigger was eventually going to get pulled for uh, Shayna and Ronda to win the belts I think it was always going to come good it was just a matter of when and not if Obviously, just happening just before the transfer window, the, the points started coming in thick and fast for you then. And obviously, the when the title unification was going to happen, they, they were always going to uh, 
come out on top. Unfortunately for Alba Fire and Ayala Dawn, it was, I don't think it was ever going to go their way. But with the way things might be going, uh, there's, there's, there's talk of a potential title match, the women's tag titles on NXT. Pretty yeah. soon they, they, they might make an appearance. So that uh, the way that kind of, especially what Nick Khan was saying as well, of kind of wanting to redefine the women's tag division, probably do it over the three bands and just have them move about. I think for for now, this will be a good pick. For the future, I think a women's tag team champion. Obviously, we've seen it before with Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, how good that tag team was. But with this kind of restructure, redefinement going, going on, I think that could be quite, quite something. Yeah, they actually announced on SmackDown before before the match happened for the t- for the titles that whoever wins the match can defend it on the free brands. So that, that, the fact that oh, they've, right. been, they've been so open about it now is going to be quite good. It's obviously been seeded. It's been mentioned that uh, Ronda... It was explicitly mentioned in the week, I think, that Ronda was going to be on NXT. It was just the, people just took the assumption that Shayna would also ah. be there on the movie, the tag chart. But now that the fact they've done that is interesting. Uh, obviously, Jack, for people listening to Jack's voice, he's, he's not croaked because he would be out, but he had been out... Uh, so I'm not sure how much he's seen from SmackDown. Oh, I've not seen any SmackDown. I just know the one. I just know oh, the one. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm, not I'm surprised. Not oh, I'm surprised you're not scuttled then because uh, returning on SmackDown last night as an aside was a uh, former Jack Graham team member Liv Morgan. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's great. Her, her and Raquel have uh, called their shots to for a shot at the tag team titles. So oh, they won't win it back. It's fine. They won't oh, win it back. I was expecting a reaction, but given how Jack was describing... Uh, I'm, I'm too gobbed. I'm too gobbed. I'm not. I'm not surprised. But uh, uh, second place, uh, we have... Well, our top two have actually now two picks that have broken 100 points for our respective teams uh, for the season now. We have, uh, first of all, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens on eight points. Uh, Matt Smith's captains. Uh, so that would have got him an extra... Probably would have got him... Double that, obviously not exact with the captaincy points on it, but uh, the first of two we're going to talk about here, juggernaut picks really that are helping to drive their team. And if we have a similar situation, well, we will probably have a similar situation with Pretty Deadly being the number one contenders for the tag titles, of champions going to be on brands. Could you potentially see a a scenario where Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to do what Shayna and Rod are going to do, go to NXT? I would... Yes, but may not to the same extent. Mm-hmm. I think that um, the the way that the main roster stars are kind of going on to NXT, you know, it's after kind of taking turns. It's not as particularly random as maybe what it's made out to be. So I feel there might be a slot of like right for these kind of couple of months, you'll appear and do a kind of program in NXT. There, I think it could be something like that. Uh, but uh, yes, but I don't think it will be as good. But it, who knows, maybe Kevin Owens and his anger issues that are coming out, he might just turn up and then Zane can't give away and he just appears all the time. That would be ideal for Matt Smith. Yeah. yeah but the fact, I think the fact is helping him is they seem to be wrestling on Raw every week in, the main, in, in the main event segment, I and winning. So it's not just the fact that they're maybe wrestling at some point in the, in the first hour or something like that. They seem to be on the, wrestling in the third hour. They'll appear pretty much throughout the show to get to that point. Do they do they have anything booked for our Money in the Bank? They don't have anything booked for Money in the Bank, though, which could be a bit of a downfall because I don't think... It's, it's, it's obviously... 
if they're not if the fact it's going to be in London would make you think if it's not if they're not booked they're not going to be there. And I don't yeah. know if they've been announced on any media stuff going into it. I think there's talk. I think, I think there's some people. I, uh, who's that scene? Was it Liv Morgan? I think it's maybe going to do pre- media around about London, so I don't really know what's going to happen with that. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But the fact that they're not on Money in the Bank could uh, really hurt Matt Smith, especially given that our number one scorer of the week, uh, Seth Rollins, 10 points for Chris Anthony Lopez, who is just ahead of Matt Smith on the table, seems to be everywhere right now. Uh couple of appearances on Raw, of course, and of course a title defence on NXT this week, defeating Braun Breaker in the main event. What appears to be a massive ratings uh, draw for NXT, nearly a million people. I think it was in the, the 900,000s tuned in to watch that segment on NXT in the US this week, which is absolutely massive for NXT. I think it was its highest rating since it moved to Tuesdays. Uh, Seth seems to be the guy, really, outside of Roman Reigns. On WWE right now, and the fact he has a title, he has a title defense against Finn Balor at Money in the Bank. It seems to be safe points right now for Matt Smith, and I think with the kind of open challenge format he's doing, even though it didn't come to fruition on Raw, I don't think it spells very much good signs for anybody trying to chase him. No, I think uh, Chris, Chris is going to run away with this. This is a uh, I, 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 as much as the people may want Matt to win it. It's it's Chris. It's, uh, something some bad has to happen to Seth Rollins, like a broken leg or something, for this season not to fall his way. But uh, there was maybe two open title challenges uh, for th- th- this week. But obviously, one got scrapped in Raw with me Champa. Uh, so that that can be a lot of points there. But even even just the one beating Braun Breaker, it's <sighs> Rollins is the man. Rollins is the guy. He's the workhorse. The company. He's putting the company in his back. He, he's he's doing great things. He's getting the points. I think so without the captaincy, he's got like fifty six points. So mm-hmm. the only what's what's mental is that obviously we were talking the two about Zayn Owens and Seth Rollins kind of being the the, the, the the two powerhouses of the kind of league and getting the points. You wouldn't think that there was only three points between them with the Thrones of fifty six, Zayn Owens of fifty three. I would, I would, I would have hardly guessed that, that Rollins has been all over the place much more often. But to kind of have that, have it so close, it's, it's not as big a gap as what you might think. I, I think it's the fact that maybe I think it was the first couple of weeks of the season, Seth was not getting the point. But ever since they announced the World Heavyweight Title, and then obviously since he's won it, he seems to have just like skyrocketed. You know, he's just moving up at some degree of speed. In terms of points, and I think that because Matt uh, Chris early on in the season before we got to that Saudi Arabia show, he was kind of mid table, and then obviously since then he's kind of flew ahead of us. He's even had the gall to get to trade Candice LeRae into his team, who's we all love Candice, but she's not been appearing on TV, so the gall to put her on his team, <laughs> and just it's just cockiness, you know, and hopefully it doesn't Aye. backfire too much for him, as he's still not got a massive gap as we now go into the table. Uh, Ross McLeod's. Uh, I still have him there as homosexual chalk. I believe he did change his name <laughs> during the transfer window as Omos is no longer <laughs> his team. But uh, 74 points for him. Traded four people out of his team and only scored four points this week. Uh, sound strategy, Ross. You, it's not really helped you in any way, shape or form. Luckily for him, though, um, uh, he's still only about 15 points behind Andy Mitchell. 
on 89 and a half points, but he's also nearly 10 points behind Grant McRobbie on 99 points. These guys are getting close to the 100. I think that's the goal they need to go for this season is they're not going to get much else. Uh, we have Ross Brady, uh, the big Ross man, on 113 points. And then we have the West End Country Club, David Hockney, on 123. Not a great week for David. He seems to be falling behind the kind of mid-table pack. As has Tom Brock, with the Dutch government officials, on 129 points, made the punt to put Funda Rosa on his team. And Funda Rosa's still not looking like she's going to appear. She's on busted open radio in America. That's about it. Uh, no points for that before David Campbell starts giving me messages about what should what shouldn't count uh, before dancing with the star starts back in America. Uh, <laughs> we then have a quite tight uh, race for third place at the moment. We have myself uh, on 135 points. Then yourself, Jack, 137 points. Uh, unfortunately, Ryan Douglas just ahead of us on 138. Gary Kernan on 139. Scott McLeod on 141, and then in third place at the moment is the GOAT, David Campbell, on 142.5. So just 7.5 points separate eighth and third. So that could be quite tight for Champions League spots, even though we don't have any stakes for a Champions League. <laughs> it's nice to kind of just say that for the for the banter. But there is a sizable gap now developing towards... It has been developing for weeks, but it is now quite cemented now. A hundred, no, not... 179 points for Matt Smith in second, so that's a 37.5-point gap to third place. And he's 19 points behind Chris Lopez on 198. It's I know we've got two pay-per-views coming up in the, in the next two weeks in, in Forbidden Door and Money in the Bank, where there is big points at stake, but it'll take something quite big, I think, for any of us in the pack to get close to these two at the top. Aye, it's 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 uh, it's, they, they, it's it's one of the two is winning it. They're they're completely running away, even with 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 what I'm about to do a captaincy change. I, I don't I don't think what I, what it will matter much difference. It just might maybe help with the top three. Um, I'm I'm changing my captain to Ellie Knight, and in, in the hope that he wins money in the bank and then potentially cashes in a SummerSlam with what's what's been what's spoke about. It's the only play I've got. So that, that's that's the one I'm going to make. But even even at that, it's uh, minute, and then the scoring that Matt and Chris are going to get. Uh, it's a it's a Saturday for captaincy changes, there, Jack. You've you've trumped me and got ahead of the game with me in the captaincy change because I'm also going to do a similar sort of captaincy change to yourself. I'm changing from Dominic Mysterio to Eo Sky, and the similar oh. hope of a Money in the Bank win. I was a bit more confident that uh, I from, uh, before SmackDown last night with. Um, Vince McMahon apparently got his claws into SmackDown. He cut the Bailey Shotzi match that was meant to be on SmackDown last night, so there was no EO Sky at all. Oh, so I'm not sure what's going to happen with that particular match, but I'm still think EO's the favourite, and I think because I think there's too much shenanigans on the raw side of that um, money in the bank. So I'm going to do similar and hope that EO Sky wins. And also, I, I think it's a pretty certain that Dominic's going to lose at money in the bank to call. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to call a match that's um, a safe bet, I think it's poor Dom losing to Cody. But we think we've got a bit of a runaway in terms of our league. The listeners' league seems to be quite tight with a few more people, Jack. Yeah, it's um, listeners' league is still in kind of full, full sprite. And from first place down to first, third, fourth, there's nine points between them and, and uh, Adam is just a bit kind of further back but even the kind of top 10 there's about 40 points between 
everyone, and then it kind of in the grand scheme of things, comparing it to our league, 40, 40 points seems a bit bigger when it goes from first to third. <laughs> and obviously, 40, 40 points is going to that kind of top 10. So, but there is a big kind of spread happening in the in the listeners' league. But if we take a quick look, Adam, Adam is on there. Is in fifth place, 187 points. You got 24 points overall this week for Noam Dar as a Jewish god. Dan Axel Jameson, a, a, a former one hour coming up and playing in the in the in the main league. He's sitting in fourth position, 195, no, five, 195 points with a black bitch greater than black belt. Mike Nunn of the sports entertainers is third on 196. Alan Skinner is second on 197 with them. Three heads are better than one. And then there is that kind of seven-point gap to the top with Gary Morris, where are the people on 204 points. Uh, 22 points Gary's got this week. Obviously, Alan Skinner and Adam kind of getting 25 and 24, helping kind of make, make, the, make the climb. But uh, it's kind of, it's, it's very tight. Obviously, we've kind of got folk down the, down the bottom. Obviously, Scotty with a nice family's only 98 points. Uh, <laughs> Very one less than 130. We've got Sir Maxwell Friedman. It's there's sometimes great names don't really work out in the listeners' league, but there, it's 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 becoming at, at the top. There's a bit, even though it's a bit close, a bit of a kind of runaway ish. I would I would I would argue. Uh, yeah. one, one that I want to kind of highlight though, one that was kind of up the top last season, right into the very death. Walkland Hyatt with Kamalix Kiss. He's sitting pretty much stumped in mid-table at 156 and a half points. Never fall for grace for him. You had to um, highlight a Kamarnock face to fall from grace, didn't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was you had to get that one in there. There was like yeah, all, all the things. Yeah, I, I would note that these points, uh, some of the points that Jack mentioned, is um, also including deductions from listeners' league transfers, as they also had a bit of a transfer window last week. Uh, there was a total of 22 transfers made in the listeners' league uh, last week. Uh, seemed to be between mostly about seven or eight people, uh, if my recollection uh, remains me, including a uh, favourite of the show, Robert fucking Shaw, who traded out his full team last week. Uh, six changes day, for Robert. So um, Robert's uh, down on our, list, on our points. is having six points last, this week, but that's uh, six points minus 30. So he actually got 36 from the people he traded in, which is actually not too bad. It's helped him more in the Listeners' League Cup, uh, something that he's in the last 16 of. We've got the last 16's halfway point of that one, and Robert got is um, winning his tie 36-17 to in the Listeners' League Cup. So I think it's something that if we didn't have the Listeners' League Cup, I don't think Robert makes those changes. I think he kind of sits in his kind of position at the bottom, but he's made a punt uh, made those to try and win that cup specific- specifically. And it seems to have helped them quite well. A lot of the people who have made changes have done, seem to be doing quite well in the listeners' club. Dan Axel, Jameson, uh, Gary Morris, Simon, uh, four of the people, I believe, if anybody tells me, who put Seth Rollins in their team last week. Uh, Rollins has went from being selected in one listeners' league team to six. So no, it just shows that they are, they seem to be paying attention to what's going aye. on. Uh, I think a few of them, a good few of them, dumped Rhea Ripley out of the team, unfortunately. So uh, it seems to be paying. They might not do well in the league, but the fact that that cup's there, they seem to be working for them. They seem to be incentivising them, which is good to hear. Yeah, it's it's um, obviously the kind of the, the, the we've kind of hammered on about it before. But if you win the listeners' league cup, you also get a place in the main spot. If you win the cup and the league, you get a draft first, 
in, in the main league. So it's that kind of added incentive to try and do well on both. But if you can do one in well, it's pretty good. So I was like, Gary Morris, he must be pretty happy thinking, I'm, I could come up next season and get my first grab of, who's, of who I want here, but how well he's performing in both. So there is that added incentive to kind of even try and... Obviously, we were, the discussion with Robert Shaw there, he, he's put his, all his eggs in one basket in the cup side of things. Gary, Gary can win both here. Yeah, he could, which is really interesting. I know it's going to be the way things are shaping up in that cup. There could be a quarter final clash between Gary and Dan Axel Jameson, two people who are riding high in oh. the league. So that could be quite interesting. The left side of the bracket is quite stacked with big scorers now, looking like Robert Shaw's on that side as well. Well, as on the, the other side, it could be all to play for. So there's a lot of guys in that right side of the bracket who are maybe a bit lower down the table. So I'll be interested how that goes, but that uh, there'll be a bit more of an update on that in a couple of weeks because that runs to money in the bank, Yeah, the last 16. So in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be able to give a more definitive update. Obviously, next week, there's still one day left of scoring in that cup, so the guys who are on next week will get a good one, but we'll give you that when the time comes. Uh, Jack, I'm going to um, really annoy Ross McLeod again uh, and oh, quickly... Good round off with uh, something based off of uh, uh, it seems to be everybody's favourite main league competitor right now, Matt Smith uh, who we've kind of mentioned he's kind of juggernaut pick of Savvy Zane and Kevin Owens but he seems to be lighting up our uh, main league with his uh, boldness in picking a lot of these kind of part-timers but people who have not been picked before but it seems at the same time it's kind of building him up slightly from the bottom in that time because you've got like he had Bad Bunny 10 points for yep. Bad Bunny rightly got rid of Bad Bunny he's had Trish Stratus with 16 points in there as well and he's got Logan Paul which might have some potential to do something and he seems to be a, a, a he's picked a lot of newcomers and it's at the beginning myself included uh, a lot of the guys on the show included kind of scoffed at his approach but it seems to be in a way doing a job do you think there's a kind of argument that in our league we seem to be a bit scared of points? Some of our, our drafters, maybe myself included, of taking a punt on people? And maybe that's some strategy that maybe we should start looking at again, especially if we continue to have a large amount of players now in our league. I, I think I think maybe folk are maybe scared to take a punt on this season in particular, given the amount of folk that can compete, especially this time round. Uh, it's been the shorter seasons. If you can take the punt, they kind of go for it, especially it's kind of around rumble season. But the way Matt Smith played it, I, he never came in to win. He came in to have a good time and just to kind of get get on with everyone pretty much. And he did that straight away. We're getting Trish Travis and Bad Bunny. He knew he knew what he knew what to do to to get to get on on side with everyone, but it's I think I think folk need to be quite calculated with it. Matt didn't care, and it's worked for him. That that's kind of how I'd see it. But looking a bit kind of closer to his team, NGS going to have a title defense. He won, and he's going to win this tag team tournament, which will be winning every week. On that, he won't wrestle. Adam Cole will get the pins, or maybe MJF will come and steal the pins. I, I, one time. I don't care which two they get the pins. Adam Cole's on my team. I'll be very happy whatever happens with that one. So that's that's going to work. There's a Trish is going to be involved for money in the bank in SummerSlam. Logan Paul, 
will be involved money in the bank at SummerSlam. Raquel Rodriguez is going to be back with Liv Morgan. There's a lot happening with this team for what? Also, the first half was kind of serious picks. The, the second half took Roman Reigns because he wasn't drafted last season. Took stress because she just came back and took Bad Bunny because why the hell not? So there's there's, there's method to the madness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely is. I think uh, I think a good approach you could maybe take from that one is see if you kind of you pick safe early on or pick people you think are going to score strongly, you can afford to take those kind of risks. And I think maybe sometimes, I think at points, some of it, some people tend to like, that they're kind of, we're quite guilty of trying to pick a, a shocker first round, round, round one, round two, and then kind of, then getting later on, maybe worrying, oh, oh shoot, this isn't going to work too well for us. I think a great example, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to target Ross again on this one. He's going to kill me. And it's going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to put my child on mute by the time he listens to the show and I'd be for, what am I, I'd be for. Um, he went with this kind of statement pick early on of Mox and Claudio. Yeah. And it seems to have kind of bit him in the backside in terms of that one. Uh, and then he's went kind of later on the round and he's again, he's picked somebody like Nakamura round four. When in hindsight, you probably could have got away with picking Nakamura round two. You know, and especially who came, who he picked, just who, who picked just after him, and Solo Sokoa, who's got fifty five for Tom, and then David picked on Cassidy, who I would have said is I would have said that initially was more of a shock pick, but he's got eighty eight points for David. So if you kind of look at what's kind of fell just behind them, you, it kind of negates that argument for a shock one. But you, it's, as you say, you have to kind of do it quite smartly. I mean, Tom, I'm going to say again, he's a good one in that one because he picked Noam Dar round five. And many of us on that selection analysis show were like, I know him, that's a crap pick. Aye. 20, 25 points from round five, I think is, if I look quite quickly, yeah, it's the highest scorer from round five. 25 points, so. It, it, it's kind of that kind of, he's a, he's another guy who's very viewed to the draft as well, so it's that kind of bravery that I think us guys who have been in it for a few years now should maybe take a leaf out of because there's guys like me. I've not won in three years, you know. Uh, uh, when did David Totney last win without Gary? That's know? true. When did that's true. Gary's Gary won with David? You know, get, when's Gary won himself really? So there's that type of thought process on it. I think some of us should maybe take, and I think it's something maybe guys like I'd maybe say guys like yourself and the goat have maybe taken a, a leaf out of. Yeah, we've we we we. Especially in different seasons, I think we were near near the end. We definitely think we we both kind of took risks, and when when the risks have been taken, when you bring us two for examples, me me and David only once to won three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Although David's um, Drew McIntyre pick uh, this particular season still hasn't come to fruition just yet, but I think he's holding yeah, on to money in the bank, and that's yeah. I think it's kind of the it's just kind of holding hope that something's going to go on with that one but uh, we'll wait to see on how the kind of money in the bank shapes up I believe whoever's going to be on next week I'm, I'm assuming I, I, I don't like to make too many predictions nowadays because who knows who's going to be on it from, from this one. it's not going to be me anyway I'm going to be on certain for next week <laughs> but I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about money in the bank and the kind of fallout from Forbidden Door it's a hard one to kind of preview Forbidden Door I think because there's a lot of people on that card who aren't drafted because they're using fan talent, but there's potential 
uh, still points for that one. As a pay per view points, after all, there's going to be some title defenses. Obviously, we mentioned Matt Smith; uh, he's got that MGF title defense uh, against uh, Tanahashi, which I think is another safe bet. So we could have a slightly shifted draft position next week. I don't think actually Chris Anthony Lopez has got a lot of scoring on Forbidden Door. So I'll no. be interested to see how that table goes next week. But we'll we'll get that sorted out when the time comes. We've got a very interesting few weeks in store here on the draft. But uh, Jack, I'd like to thank you for joining me on this one with uh, your voice clearly. Jack's, Jack's been at the Scotland game this week. I don't know if that's maybe affected his um, <laughs> voice oh, maybe. a wee bit, uh, even though he was high, a bit higher up in the stands. And um, not not Scottish seen that. It was a bit of an isolated monsoon. But Jack, thanks for joining me. I uh, hope you go up and rest your voice for a couple of days this oh, weekend. Well, I mean, I was at Muir's last night, so that kind of gubbed in. I'm at Arctic Monkeys tomorrow, depending if they have to keep going. So I'll be, I'll be gubbed. I'll be gubbed. I won't have any voice. I'll, I'll say I'll be able to do it next week, and then I literally will have no voice. It'll be great. Ah, oh, it's all right. Uh, David, Ryan, on their days, voices will make up for anybody. I think it's fair to say. Uh, but if you have, if it's the first time listening to us, please also please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Sad the draft live currently. Uh, ESSR's most consistent show in terms of getting out. So um, if you enjoy it, please listen to it. And obviously. We've mentioned the Listeners League. You can join the Listeners League from next season. If you uh, want to take part in a Wrestling Fantasy League, please get in touch with us. We'll give you the details on how to join it for the SummerSlam to Survivor Series series. But for myself and Jack, uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. So, see you bye. Ciao. Sports Social Podcast Network.